What's your homeowners association horror story? Well, here it goes. It's not my story, but my dad's. When I was real little, my parents owned a house in Florida that was part of a homeowners association. Behind the house was a lagoon or pond or whatever, and the backyard went right up to it. Basically, the backyard ended at a little slope that went right down into the water. One day, my parents got a notification from the HOA that the grass in the back was unkempt and this was a violation and there would be a fine if he didn't cut it. What they meant was the grass on the slope into the pond needed to be cut, even though that wasn't a part of the property. My dad said, whatever, broke out the lawnmower and got to work. Just as he was finishing up, a huge frickin' alligator comes rushing up out of the water. My dad does the only logical thing. He lets go of the lawnmower and runs. The mower runs down the slope, hits the alligator, most likely teeing it off, and sinks halfway into the water. My dad leaves it there because he ain't gonna mess with no scaly death machine. A week or so later, another notice arrives, this time about yard tools being left out, the mower in the pond surrounded by agitated miniature water dragons. And yes, there was a fine. Dad said, screw em, and refused to pay a fine or any HOA choose ever again. They added monthly fines for non-payment made a point of specifically never paying the HOA every month when he gave the mortgage to the bank. The bank didn't care since they got their money. Who cares about some crappy board? About a year later, when my parents sold the house, the HOA came to collect. Guess what my dad said? That's right, he said, F off. Take my payment out of the lawnmower, if the gator lets you. Then they drove off into the sunset. As far as we know, the lawnmower is still there, in the water, guarded by scary dinosaurs. I had just moved into my house a few months prior when I got a letter threatening to be fined $200 stating that my mailbox wasn't black. I thought surely they had the wrong house because my mailbox was in fact black. So I contacted them and they gave a runaround arguing that it wasn't. I told them to come and look and of course they said it was on me to prove to them it was black. So I snapped a photo and emailed it to them. I hear nothing back for well over a month, then get another letter giving me a courtesy week extension before I'm fined. I'm livid at this point, so contact the HOA again asking for an explanation as to what exactly the problem is. I'm finally told that neighbors felt my mailbox was rather worn and needed to be painted or replaced. So basically, it wasn't black enough for them. So I freaking painted it. Now for the part that set me over the edge. After a few months or so, I learned the freaking HOA will replace a mailbox as it's covered under our terms. So I called them asking about why they threatened to find me when they were the ones that should replace it, if not to standard. They stated it was because they had no open work orders for my mailbox and that it was my responsibility to notify them if it needed maintenance, not theirs. If you fancy being really petty, every week send a request saying that your mailbox is in need of repair. I'm no stranger to these sorts of stories from petty, bored bureaucrats, but do they retire and resolve to do the same thing on HOAs? because supposedly these associations are run by people weirdly passionate about the neighborhood. This just seems intentionally negligent and crappy. This is actually something that is an ongoing battle between my friend's mum and her HOA, or more specifically, one member. She lives inside this circular complex full of townhouses with a roundabout in the center that used to have a lot of trees and looked really nice, almost like a mini-park. The HOA decided to cut down all of the trees without giving notice, and my friend's mum was annoyed. She went to complain about it, and they basically said, Sorry, too late. In protest of them doing that, she decided to buy this big inflatable palm tree that she stuck on her balcony for all to see. Decided to file a complaint because it looked gaudy. She knew exactly who it was, and it upset her more that this person did that instead of coming to talk to her after years of living near each other. 
She was able to keep her tree, and when Christmas came around, she even decorated it. She decided she was going to wage this war against the HOA and this neighbor by having annoying inflatable decorations on her balcony. When it started warming up, she bought a flamingo, which she likes to dress in Chicago Cubs or Blackhawks gear, depending on the season. I told my friend he should get her a six-foot wacky-waving inflatable tube man to put on there next, which I think would be hilarious, but I don't know if she wants to take it that far. They towed my car from my driveway. Yes, my driveway. Tags were legit. This was an HOA that had a limited allotment of parking spaces that were nowhere near the actual homes. The homes themselves had mini driveways. So after a really long day, there were no parking spaces available, so I temporarily parked in the driveway. Went in the house, came back out 30 minutes later to try to find a parking spot. Walked outside and thought my car got stolen. Nope, butthole neighbor, probably, plus towing company, plus California. Triple screwed. When we first moved in, I asked the neighbor across the town how serious the HOA was here. He said, bad. Then told me a story where he got a notice with a photo of his recycle bin being left in the street for too long. The photo was of him walking the recycling bin back to his garage. Lol. I had the HOA come out to approve a fence I was going to install. The lady at the HOA office was very nice and said my plans were within the covenant bylaws, etc. We just needed to have the inspector check it out himself to sign off. When he gets to my house, he says he doesn't understand what I wanted to do. I explained the type of fence I wanted to install, and he said that wasn't, from his knowledge, allowed. I walked him out to the street and pointed two houses down and say, that house right there has the fence I want to install. He scoffs at this, walks down to look, and sure enough, it was exactly as I described it. He tells me, well, we don't like to have a bunch of different types of fences in this neighborhood. I reply, I don't care what you prefer. The covenant says I can have that fence and that's what I'm going to install because it's within the specifications of the covenant. Old fella didn't have much to say after that. I got a letter the next week with approved for fence install. What is the universal deal with all these people? Are they just all that bored that they exclusively live for the small moments of competition in their life? Who does this? October 2016, my condo started to collapse. We were forced to leave and officially homeless for a year, with a card from the Red Cross and everything. The HOA did nothing. No one would admit to anything, explain anything, or contact us at all. For a year we waited, when we were finally told the building was structurally sound again, only to be told a week ago that we have to get out and get everything we own out for a month while they do repairs. Sometime this spring. Worst of all, we were required to keep paying our HOA fees through the entire thing. The only way owners were offered non-payment was if we signed a document promising not to sue anyone. Never again with a condo. Never again with an HOA. And never again with River Towers in Alexandria, Virginia. My ex's boyfriend's father was part of the homeowner's board for their townhouse community. His wife would walk their dog around the entire neighborhood every day and carry a notebook to write infractions to report back to her husband ridiculous stuff. Neighbors have a window AC unit? Reported and fined. Have a garden that's a square foot too big? Reported and fined. Some people have absolutely no lives. Not my story, but my dad's. He moved into a new townhouse in summer of 2013. It was a foreclosure property as the previous tenants were kicked out for not paying their mortgage and for not paying their HOA dues. They gave everyone in the HOA new patios and decks the summer prior. It was required and you had to get a new deck slash patio, but the tenants had to pay for them in monthly installments in the next three years along with their HOA dues. 
As I said, the previous tenants foreclosed on their home. However, there was one rule placed when they got the decks, which was that you couldn't move out without paying off your deck first. He was told by the HOA that he would not have to pay off the deck because it was foreclosed and he was not responsible at all for paying it off. Sweet, free deck. He signed off on that. He moved in, but then he started getting assessments from the HOA for the deck. But wait, he wasn't supposed to be paying for the deck. He fought with the board, even with the signed thing saying we didn't have to pay for the deck, the board went against him. He ended up having to pay off the remaining balance on the deck. To this day, he refuses to speak about this topic. It's a trigger for him. Most recent one was this year. They sent a letter saying no Christmas decorations until the 1st of December, and they all had to come down before the 3rd of January. They also sent a whole list of forbidden ornaments, including anything inflated or not in keeping with the spirit of the season. So basically, all the light-hearted, funny ornaments. Look out the windows, kids. It's the Grinch's sad fricking cave. Anyway, we had beautiful weather on Black Friday, but had to wait until things got cold again before we could get out there and put up lights. Then, after New Year's Day, we had exactly one day to take down all our lights, and the wind chill was minus 25. Naturally, we decided, screw that, there's no way they will bill anyone for this, and opted to just leave the lights unplugged. We got a bill before 10am on the 3rd. Not a homeowner's association, but a neighborhood association. So close enough. Two quick stories about the same folks. A friend of mine who had a diseased, rotting, falling over tree in his front yard had to request the association's approval to have the tree removed. His request was initially denied and stalled for several weeks because the association wanted professional verification that the tree wasn't actually diseased. A cursory glance at a tree that was practically horizontal in the guy's yard wasn't enough, apparently. The church I'm a member of owns a house next door to the church. The house has some historical significance and is architecturally interesting, but at this point it's been totally abandoned for years. The family who built the house no longer has any interest in it, they sold it to the church and have no relatives in the city anymore. Because of the architecture and the length of the abandonment, doing anything productive with the house is likely a million-dollar-plus project. But the association has flatly refused to approve any non-reno plans and simultaneously has refused any notion at all to tear the house down. So the church is stuck with a house that is in increasingly bad shape, totally empty, can't be sold because of its condition, and the neighborhood association will not approve any plan to do anything with the house except leave it alone. I'll amend my earlier statements. These people aren't just bored and looking for a fight. They are all these things and also dedicated to avoiding all the actual duties they should be fulfilling in approving helpful work. For a man who has nothing to do with these bodies, they sure get me angry. Not a horror story yet, but it could be. When we moved in, someone stopped by to say hi, but more like to tell us our boat can't be parked on our lot. My wife told her, well, we read all the rules and it doesn't say that. She replied, well, I wrote the rules so I should know. My wife told her to go read them again. Don't hear anything for months. When we get our annual dues packet, there is a newsletter saying our lot is in violation and that we stated plans to modify our garage to fit the boat in the spring. We never said that. They suggested setting a deadline for us and setting a vote to add boats to the list they already had. Campers, fifth wheels, motorhomes, and travel trailers. Bought the house intending to build a detached garage, but in order to comply with the design rules, it would cost me $90,000. So I'm waiting till I get an official anything in the mail, then I'll get a storage unit. By the way, my neighbor has been here six months longer than us, and they have a boat in their driveway too. They sent us a series of nasty notices to remove the dead tree in our front yard. The tree had lost all of its leaves, and it was unsightly, apparently. The catch is that they sent us this notice in November. 
You know, like fall, when perfectly healthy trees lose their leaves. We pretended we didn't understand which tree they were talking about until spring, when the tree magically came back to life. We're also going to fine you for leaving all that strange white stuff in your yard in the winter. Mine involves kids, cops, assault, a sex scandal, and the elderly. My very first place in college that I didn't rent was a townhouse condo. Typical cookie-cutter, three-storied, four-to-a-section, little cut-out of suburbia for beginners. I lived near the back of the development. This meant driving by or past the front units every day to get to and from work and school. Our HOA board president, Sonia, lived across the street from our HOA treasurer, Zelda. Sonia was in her 30s, ran an illegal daycare out of her home, and I hated driving by her house after 3pm or on weekends because her two elementary-aged kids would hide behind parked cars and run in front of your vehicle, screaming, Slow down! I got really scared after this happened a few times and only drove five miles per hour through there, and the little crapheads kept doing it. I spoke with their mom about how unsafe jumping in front of cars was. I'm only going five miles per hour because I'm terrified and they're basically harassing me and our neighbors weekly. Sonia says her kids are being neighborhood monitors and I should be thankful for their diligence. WTF. A week later at 7pm, after most of the residents are home, mostly young families, I pull in after working my retail job after class. I notice a tow truck. Then two. Then three. Holy freaking crap. They're towing everyone in the neighborhood. I park in my garage and run upstairs and tell my roommates to move their cars from the street parking. They run out and sure as crap, everyone who parked on the street is getting towed. There's two of my neighbors fighting with the tow drivers that they've always parked there. It's a parking area, it's in our homeowner's booklet. We whip it out and the tow truck drivers say they're just following orders of Sonia and they leave when the police show up. Sonia put up home printed paper signs and signed a contract with the tow company in the middle of the day without telling anyone. The cops advised all residents that tomorrow this would be effective, but that the homemade signs Sonia made were not legal and there was no posted, no parking signs. Guys. That night she was out in the street with a red bucket of paint, painting the curb red. She had the tow company post their tow signs and no parking signs the next afternoon. Goodbye street parking. Now anyone who didn't fit in the garage had to park three blocks away outside the condo units. The next straw was when one day four large evergreen trees were cut down from a communal park in the development. Old lady and treasurer Zelda found out Sonia had paid her sideman, who was also an arborist, over $8,000 of HOA money to cut these trees down, without any discussion or approval from the HOA board. Zelda flipped out and the next HOA meeting let everyone know what happened to the trees and how Sonia screwed our HOA money away. We were planning for a community co-op garden. After the six o'clock meeting, I guess someone else on the board called Sonia to let her know that she was going to be removed from the HOA president seat due to the unapproved expenses, towing issue, and more. Well, at about 8pm, I hear screaming. Like blood-curdling screams from a woman. Help! Call the police! People, it's Zelda. She's outside her condo, freaking screaming. Sonia came over, punched the 70-year-old Zelda in the face, pulled her out of her own home, locked her out, and was now threatening to harm Zelda's disabled and bedridden elderly husband, who was upstairs. Zelda's freaking hysterical. I'm on the phone with the police, and about five neighbors are also outside on the phone with the police. Zelda's screaming every curse word in the book through her own front door at our crazy ex-HOA president. Sonia was arrested that night for crazy crap like assault and holding someone hostage. Since Sonia was a single parent, her kids were taken away by relatives about an hour after CPS showed up. 
Zelda had this gnarly black eye and huge scratches on her chest, where I guess Sonya clawed through her shirt and pulled her into the haymaker. I only lived there 14 months and moved due to the escalating issues with the HOA. Wait, so things continued to escalate after this? What happened? Were the members threatening to nuke each other? When I was a kid, I lived in one of the two front rooms of the house, which were the hottest in the summer and the coldest in the winter. My dad didn't like to use the AC, so we all just had fans. One summer, it got so unbearably hot in my room that fans just weren't cutting it, and I was miserable. My dad then put an AC unit in my window, and it was awesome. But it was short-lived because the HOA told us to take it down because it was an eyesore. My parents told them it was for their child, but they didn't care, so my parents had to take it down. The kicker is that just down the street, a guy who had the exact same model house as us had an AC unit installed in the exact same window as the one we had it in, and the HOA never said a word to him. Didn't happen to me personally, but I guess I can tell you about my parents' experience with their HOA. Dad retired and decided that he really wanted to buy a camper and travel. Mum was all about it, both of them very excited. So dad runs off and trades his F-150 truck for an F-250 with a big diesel V8, buys a gooseneck camper and waits for spring. Camper in the backyard, truck in the garage, no big deal. Not long after, he gets a visit from a lady. She's got a list of rules from the HOA that was established long after my parents had built their house, something like 15 years later when the subdivision really took off, saying that dad couldn't have the camper on his property because it was an eyesore. Mind you, this camper is in the backyard between a six-foot privacy fence. You could still see it, sure, but it's not like it was old and in disrepair either. So here's my retired parents living in a subdivision that has an HOA that was established long after they built their home, and the HOA is expecting them to abide by rules they didn't agree to. He never moved the camper. Not mine, but one of my good friends has a rather insane HOA. They actually used rented surveying equipment to determine that his clothesline was one inch taller than his fence and fined him several hundred dollars for some stupid structure-beyond-the-fence rule they had. Same HOA had someone walking around actually measuring the length of the grass with a ruler and issuing warnings for mowing. We live in an HOA neighborhood and had a neighbor trying to sell his house a few years ago. I kept my trash cans by my garage. They aren't ratty looking or stinky, they looked brand new, and noticed when I'd come home, they were gone. After looking, I find them behind my fence in my lawn. This happened three times in a week, so after that, I got annoyed and thought someone was screwing with me. I go to the hardware store and got the largest chain and padlock I could find and start chaining them to the post on my front porch. My neighbor is outside and I say, Hey Craig, you wouldn't happen to know what keeps happening to my trash cans. Apparently, he scoured the HOA rulebook and found out they are required to be out of sight except on trash day. He thought my trash cans being visible is why he was having a hard time selling his insanely overpriced house in a crap market and was moving them himself. Never talked to me, never got a notice from the HOA. I yelled at him for a while and told him he's a freaking child and he should know better than to repeatedly come onto my property and screw with my stuff without my knowledge at over 40 years old. Trash cans or not, it's my stuff, my property, Land, fence, and lawn. Everyone in our neighborhood receives fines for leaving garage cans at the road. It was trash day. But you didn't put it out 90 seconds before the truck arrived and remove it 13.6 seconds after. Shame on you. Well, if you're as aggravated as I am, let's end on the high note of the story of triumph over the formation of one of these monstrous organizations. So it was a new community, and my family just bought a house. So once all the other houses got built, this lady says she's going to start the HOA as per our agreement in the contract. So they call for a block party. No one shows up. 
A month later, another gathering at their home. No one shows up. Six months pass by, call for a meet and greet at the community mailboxes. No one shows up. Two months later, we get a letter asking for Jews. Us and our neighbors next door and across the street talk about no one paying, and we spread the word to our 30 other neighbors and the HOA died. Haven't heard from them in a few years. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot, linked in the description too. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.